0: Put the key in the car, turn the ignition, and listen to the Mutual Audio Network.
1: The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance recommended.
2: feel unsure of what I am to do in this world. But sometimes I wish you were still with me. I still remember your final words. You said,
3: Son, son whatever what you doing? do in this world, do it for the betterment of everyone. Just remember doing good for others will always put you at odds with those that profit from the wrongs done to them. The enemies of those you call brothers and sisters will hunt you. ...because you keep them from the spoils they seek. Always remember this.
2: And mother, as I make my way through this world... ...your words stay with me and speak louder as the years go by. I can still feel your presence. I sometimes wish I could just talk to you again. I wonder if you even know how strong I have become. I became a king, mother... Just like I told you I wouldn't, you thought I was kidding. I'm not sure if you would approve of what I do, but I know in my heart you and Dad and all you ever taught me are my bedrock, my foundation. Both of you were such wonderful parents to me. And yet, I can't help but feel that both of you might not have even been so proud of me when I look in the mirror. You might have argued with my decisions. Perhaps... It is why you were taken from me before all of this. I wonder about it so much. Anyway, it appears the world is in turmoil. Everything seems out of alignment, out of balance. I know eventually things will be realigned again, they have to. All the people in the world are my people, even if they detest me. Who's there? Should your people trust you, Osiris? Should I trust you? I, the question is, should I trust you? No, 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 wait. This isn't real. This is all in my head. Can anyone trust you? Yes, of course. You know my heart. What's wrong with you? President Wait! don't walk away from me. Turn around, I'm talking to you. Ah! No, 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 damn it! This isn't real! <laughs> I'm gonna kill you as soon as I get a chance. Why? We're allies, Wei! We made a deal! A deal? <laughs> Here is the deal, Asylus! You will kneel before your masters,
3: just like you always do.
1: President Wei is correct, my son. The day will come when you have no choice but to kneel before your masters. (laughs) Masters? No, no. I have only one master, God. And what about the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he not your master as well? Yes, but it isn't the same as the masters you serve. Are you certain? How do you know for sure? Because my master is merciful. Merciful, you say? God has destroyed this world many times before, my son. More times than anyone cares to acknowledge. And rest assured, he will do it again.
2: New Kingdom Radio Theater. Hi, I'm J.V. Torres of The Rise of King of Silas. On behalf of the cast and New Kingdom Radio Theater, thank you for listening to our audio drama. If you're listening on iTunes, please leave us a good rating and a comment and share our program on your social media. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at King of Silas. Also visit our website at www.theriseofkingasilas.com and join our emailing list for updates and special giveaways. And now, without further ado, enjoy the show.
0: Amid the internal struggle with his history as a Catholic parishioner, Asilas sought counsel from an unlikely source, an obscure rabbi named Rashi. The rabbi said to Asilas No No matter matter
3: the power one possesses, no human can escape sin.
0: Torn by his convictions and determined to end the reign of the monsters and their grip on world governments, Asilas did something remarkable. He invited Rabbi Rashi. To sit in as a guest on the High Council to discuss what was right and just as America began to close in on Europe and Great Britain. The new Kingdom of America was bracing for an epic battle that would finally seize the ultimate prize Asylum sought a one world government. The rabbi reminded the High Council of the terror inflicted by the Holy Crusades, and that the only power humans can possess are those God anoints the individual with free will. Asilas As stepped back and encountered the rabbi, saying, Destiny is also a tool God uses in mankind's affairs. But the rabbi responded with, There is a great mystery to God's word that no man or woman should assume he can decipher. At the conclusion of the meeting, King Mesadis thanked the rabbi for his counsel. The other members of the high council were less cordial with the rabbi, as most of the lords of the House of Terror later admitted they largely dismissed what the rabbi had said during the meeting. But the lords of the House of Rael were very pleased and intrigued and expressed deep gratitude to Rabbi Rashi and desire for him to return. Lord Capone later on spoke regularly with the rabbi and thus became the rabbi's access to the most powerful man and the entire
2: world. Rabbi, I don't come to New York City very often, but since I'm here for a little while, I thought I'd invite you to my Manhattan office. I appreciate your eagerness to continue our talks, Your Majesty. As you know, the war rages on. It's on the news 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There's never any rest for the press and they certainly enjoy the radiance, but the truth and purpose of the war is hardly mentioned anymore. I don't understand this, Rabbi.
3: Well, you answered your own curiosity, sir. News companies live and die by ratings which live and die by what defines living and dying. For the most part, Rabbi, the news in America
2: is fair to me. The High Council and the government itself, with the exception of the Supreme Court, they face some challenges because people view them as tyrannical
3: and heartless simply for enforcing the laws. My laws. Judges become partners with Hashem, Your Majesty, if they do so to judge properly. Sometimes the law for all tramples on some especially when it comes to personal desires. If people were truly governed by the rules of God, it would only be a fortnight before the masses would call God himself a tyrant. I remember a speech you gave once in which you compared the governing of the masses to that of parents managing their children. You see, children will throw tantrums and call everyone mean if they don't get their way. That is, until they are shown the value of good ways versus evil. Adults often behave as oversized children. The challenge for you, as king, of course, is to manage a world that may, from time to time, revert to childlike behavior and do so without calling them children outright. And the reciprocated screaming back and forth, thinking the the outcome will differ at some point, is frankly the definition of insanity. Agreed. And parents are never in the right for
2: slaughtering their young for not obeying. Even though God has destroyed mankind
3: before. Am I right about this? The great flood supposedly was God's punishment of mankind for their blasphemous ways. However, the debate on this continues to this day. Of course, it would be unwise to place yourself in the mindset of Hashem. I realize the seriousness
2: of what you say, Rabbi. truly I do. You know, many people view America's actions as a slaughter. The European news companies dedicate every penny of their resources in distorting the truth about the war, about me, and about America. They have convinced millions and millions of people that somehow America is the monster, and I, the master, who wishes to enslave them. (laughs) Imagine that, the slave masters calling me a slave master. It's beyond egregious.
3: Although millions are against you, it's likely because they believe what others say and give no effort to define the world we live in for themselves. And let's be fair, some people make up their minds about you long before they have ever read information to the contrary of what they think you truly stand for you can't concern yourself for the sheep who have already been led astray at this point you have to target the wolves leading them astray for the sheep know not the butchery that awaits them if Hashem is on your side and essentially you will always be the victor the Torah is filled with such examples of this so, destroying the news companies wouldn't benefit me in the grand scheme of things. You can change a person's opinion for they are worlds, said in the open. But how would you truly know what they think? Every man and woman's art is sacred, and only they know its contents. They and God, of course. So, let worlds be said. Let me put it to you this way. If I tell you the world will end next week and you should leave all your work and run to do what you want to do for it will be the final days of your life, would you stop everything simply because I told you the world would end? Or would you seek other sources to see if what I say is true? I would want to be sure,
2: and even if I was, I likely wouldn't run from anything.
3: But why not? Are my worlds not enough for you? I am a rabbi, a man of God. I am well respected and have counseled the king of the world. Why would not my worlds be enough? Because you are still only a man, and... An in- your heart you know better than to follow blindly what another man says, even if he is well respected and educated and gamut. Do you understand what I am saying to you, Asalas? The people will nod their heads, but know in their hearts to seek the truth. The strong will for sure. The weak will follow the wolves. Seek those with the strongest hearts and plead your case to them. They will follow you, not because of their crown, but because they will know your heart. Do not waver from your mission, Asalas. But, like the judge, be one with Hashem. And you will always make the right judgments and decisions. Remember this, especially in your darkest hours, which are still yet to come.
4: I think it's about time we had that talk, Jacob. What makes you think I want to talk to you about anything? I know you're upset because you thought I misspoke about you being the older brother, but now it seems I was right after all. Isaac gave up his birthright to you, and now he is your servant. <laughs> Let's just say, I have some foresight about things in this world. I am immortal after all, and that makes me quite the asset to your father. There's no reason to think I couldn't be the same to you. You're right about one thing. I was mad and suspicious of you because you wrongfully referred to me as the older brother. But since you've clarified why you did so, I guess we can let that travel downstream. I would very much like to be held in better regards. Perhaps the day will come when you see my value to your kingdom as your father does. Forgive me if I find this whole arrangement strange. I just don't know what it is exactly you want from my father, or from me for that matter. If I was immortal and had the capabilities you have, I certainly wouldn't be wasting my time dealing with this mortal drama. Well, when you've been alive as long as I have, you tend to have a different perspective about life. Such as? Such as? When you don't have to worry about dying, you can get pretty bored. And also, I'm sort of um, stuck in your world and in your time. My time? What do you mean by this? I mean, I am from another place in time, so I am compelled to help you. You see, I have to eventually get somewhere, some time else. Sounds weird, I know, but serving you is part of my mission to get where I need to be. I won't bother to ask, because if there's one thing I've learned from you, is you say what we need when we need it if I need to know where you're going, you'll just tell me. You are much faster at this than your father is. Working with you should be simple enough. But the things you all have to work with right now couldn't be any further from simple. As Mars is from Orion's belt. Okay, what do you really want, Gabriel? I'll tell you. But you can't talk about it to anyone. Ever. It isn't philosophical or anything, so I don't want to rack your brain.
0: After speaking with Rabbi Rashi on a number of occasions, King Asilas was compelled to speak openly with the people of the world. He wanted everyone to know what was in his heart, but there was a code, a hidden message in what he said. What surprised many, even those close to him, was Asylas's ability to pen his own speeches with a sense of rhythm and poetry that gripped the imagination. Osiris was never credited for being a great orator, but he was an exceptional writer and wrote everything he ever said in public. During the Great War, which the king often referred to as the revolution, American allied forces decimated many of the countries in the European alliance. But in spite of the mountain statistics of human and environmental casualties, and obliteration of entire cities, the European nations would not yield. So, King Salah spoke to the citizens directly in an effort to drum support from within those nations who stood to resist.
2: of the world. Tonight I speak directly with you all, especially those in countries who stand against the new kingdom of America. I want to talk to you about some very important things happening in the world that most are not fully understanding. The world is enveloped in the idea of a revolution. But what kind of revolution? The use of the term revolution is often misused and misunderstood. The historical relevance of a revolution is seldom highlighted for the masses. What is the objective and method of a revolution? If we look at the American Revolution in 1776, the purpose of that revolution was to rip the control England had over the colonists. The revolutionists wanted power over their land and to achieve independence. They achieved it with force and blood. The French and Russian revolutions and on and on, what did they want? They wanted land, and they won it by force and bloodshed. In the end, there were never going to be any talks or negotiations to peacefully give up their lands and power and control. It came down to war and bloodshed. What we Americans are doing is not a conquest. It is a revolution. The people of this world, the human beings, the true landlords of our earth must fight because this is a revolution to take back what is rightfully ours from those who hoard and control it all. This is what's at the heart of the American expansion. It is not and never has been about consolidating power or plundering the riches for myself as king It's been about ridding the world of slave masters, of monsters, of taking back the lands that belong to all of us. You are not a possession, a number, a statistic. You are a human being, a miracle of creation, and you own this land. I need you to rise up and demand your leaders join me, join America, join our revolution against the monsters, and prepare yourselves ready yourselves to do whatever it takes to take back our land by force and bloodshed.
5: Your Majesty, I can't help but notice you've been more focused. I suppose your talks with Rabbi Rashi have changed your perspectives on the war, or revolution, as you say. I commend you for the speech on television the other night. It was the passionate side of you that hasn't been out in public in quite a while. I think you are reinvigorating the masses. Are these some of the reasons for your overall glee, sir?" You have an uncanny way of figuring out little things about me, Dr. Ezekiel.
2: I suppose this is why I so deeply admire you.
5: Well, I don't even know how to respond to that, sir. I'm merely trying my best to serve you and help you through these times and anything else you're dealing with. Unless, of course, you prefer sharing such things with others. Your modesty is sometimes funny, doctor.
2: Especially since your passive jealousies are totally unwarranted. I trust no one with the things I discuss with you. I beg your pardon, sir. I'm unsure what you mean. My talks with Rabbi Rashi are philosophical and religious in nature, Dr. Ezekiel. We discuss nothing of personal matters, lest they be of the spiritual realm. His words do make me look inward, and my heart speaks clearly to me now. But I do not love the man as I do you, so there's no need to be envious of him.
5: Sir, if I left you that impression, I assure you it isn't true. Who you speak with and the reasons you speak with anyone is not the sort of thing I could or would ever question. Forgive me if I gave you that impression. (laughs) So Rabbi Rashi does not invoke any type of resentment? Why, heavens no, not in the least. That's strange.
2: The phone never rings when we are in session.
5: Well, sir, it would only ring if someone from the High Council absolutely needs to reach you. Protocol is clear about the phone during your sessions. If it is ringing, it is undoubtedly for you, Your Majesty. This is a Silas.
2: What? When? Initiate the R3 contingency plan and call for an emergency High Council meeting, Lord Orb. Get Lord Shelley and any of the others outside of New Eden on their conference devices and send their authentication codes immediately. I will be at the High Council Hall in a few minutes.
5: Is everything all right, sir?
2: Uh, Well, perhaps I shouldn't ask. I wouldn't have time to discuss it anyway. Something very significant is taking place in our efforts with the war. Stay tuned, Doctor. The world is about to change. Yet again. been listening to The Rise of King Silas episode 18 Revolution of the Heart starring J.V. Torres as King Silas, Jeff Ellis as Dr. Ezekiel Peter Gullab as Rabbi Rashi Alex Olson as Gabriel Dominic Notaro as Jacob Alexander Yang as President Wei Michael Marshall as Pope Pius XIV Maria Miklasavage as King Osiris' mother and narrated by Sergei Brezhnikov. This episode features the song King of Slaves by Cal Micah. Download music from Cal Micah today on Bandcamp and on iTunes. Other music contributions by Jim Guthrie, Parvis Decree, Sergei Cheromisinov, Ivan Gobovich, Bombiance, Walt Disney, Tagirajus, Freesound.org, and Audio Jungle. For more information about the cast, the music, or this production, please visit us at www.theriseofkingasylus.com. And now, a word from our podcast friends.
4: Hey, this is Olivia. And I'm Tashana. We're the hosts of Something's Not Right. We do a bunch of research and then we tell each other crazy stories. They're usually about true crime, but we're down to
0: talk about anything strange or disturbing. So if that sounds like your kind of thing and you don't mind a little salty language, check us out. For more info on Something's Not Right, visit notrightpodcast.net.
2: This has been a production of the New Kingdom Radio Theater in Baltimore, Maryland. Copyright 2018. And now, stay tuned for episode 19.
5: Monday matinee on the Mutual Audio Network always means a potpourri of entertainment, drama, comedy, action. Whew, it really stimulates the mind, don't it? Well, a great way to get your mind back into neutral gear is to catch bells in the battery on Friday Follies and Sunday Showcase. Silliness is the best cure for mental stimulation. Bells in the battery. Always odd, always family-friendly.
4: If only I could convince my family to listen to it.